The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Forever. Welcome back to Too Long Did Read It, everybody's favorite weekly Reddit deep dive. Read it. Too Red Long Did Read, read it. it. Very clever. Many puns happening. <laughs> Melissa. I'm Gabe. That's Melissa. Oh, I'm I'm Allison. I feel like, what if someone, this is their yeah, first that's episode. True. That's so true. That is that's true. so true. Yeah, what if someone, you know, this is their first episode, they never heard us before. Mm-hmm. They want, do you want to say a fun fact? About, uh, about myself? You? Yeah, like just so the audience will get to know us. Oh, okay. Um, ever since my nose job, I think I've been a heavy breather. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa? I have bad lungs, so therefore I am a heavy breather. Mm, that's true. Uh, I've been told many times by doctors, stop hyperventilating. And I said, that's just how I breathe. Okay, that's perfect. Anyway, okay, so we're going to deep dive on some Reddits that Allison's uh, put together. Yeah, because I don't really understand Reddit. I'm still learning how it works. Um, It's also be very funny to share these emails that I send to you, too, uh, and how I caption them. So this one's just spooky. Let's see. Let's see what. um, Go for it. Okay, so this is from the subreddit SBT community. Which is what? I don't know what that is. Uh, Strange but true is a community of strangers discussing everything about history, ghosts, ghost sightings, aliens, UFOs, true crime, (laughs) conspiracy theories, serial killers, etc. Let's make horror great together. Oh, I'm joining right now. I am too. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I'm joining. You have to request to post though. Joining, honey. Yeah, you can't just post. You gotta be. Oh, that's a thing where someone would have to approve you? Yeah. And again, just... I'm trying to understand that these the people that are running this are not making any money. This is just a hobby mm-hmm. that they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them to go, like, how many posts do you think these people are getting all the time that they have to approve? Well, they have everything wow. hidden, so you can't see. They restricted it. Oh, it looks wow. Like, it looks like the the people that run it have a Substack, so they probably make some money. Oh, okay. Okay. How they call their members, they call it strangers. strangers. So there's 8.9K strangers. We should start a Reddit sub, sub we should start one what are these called the subreddit, subreddit, subreddit for us, we for should start a subreddit for us about this show cool that yeah. sounds exciting yeah, yeah. i'll have to we make can an share actual. all of the posts that we talk about yeah yeah that's how people engage with stuff uh-huh. that is how people <laughs> engage with stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. okay this post says spontaneous human combustion or shc does anyone know Oh, that's it's what the, SHC is, spontaneous mm-hmm. human combustion. Yep. Okay. So then we have a little graphic and it says. It's not just a graphic. It's a photo. It's a photo of a person on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and all we see is their legs. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and then next to it, we have like some, some people, a police officer maybe like and a cleaner. through the. The combustion, combustion of the person. Yeah. yeah. 
So more, <laughs> more than your typical little graphic. Oh, my God. Okay. But the text reads, on 15th September, 1982, Jeannie Safran eventually wrapped into flames while sitting on a chair. Her father, who was the witness of this incident, says he saw flashlight came out of her eye corners and hands. She covered into flames and didn't cry or even moved. While investigation, police found no reason of Jeannie's combustion. There was no sign of burning in the house except Jeannie's body. The cause of her death is still unknown. Oh, my God. I do not believe this. And then someone wrote, why didn't he try to put the fire out? (laughs) I think he set the fire and then saw it (laughs) reflecting in her eyes. Right. And then someone else clarified, this is not a picture of Jeannie Saffin. Jeannie Saffin died eight days after she caught fire in a hospital. Two people put her out, and she was transferred via ambulance, where she later died from her wounds. Which is but very are sad. there other examples of spontaneous human combustion? There are. I think so. There but, are, right? It's uh, like a, it's like kind of a thing that it's not. It's real, right? Well, I don't think that it's real, but I think I think it's a thing people believe happens. I don't know, Melissa. Is it define real? real? I mean, I'm looking uh, on Wikipedia, which is. A site. Um, is give me a second. <laughs> In the meantime, there is an, a subreddit for Allison Raskin, R. Allison Raskin, and it's titled "The Only Reason Why I Watched Buzzfeed." Wow. The last post was uh, two years ago, but it said Allison Raskin, the cutest girl on Buzzfeed, 148 members, and it's only pictures of you where you can see your body. <laughs> so it's like it's like a picture of you. That says, that's like you in a dress and it says, it's titled, Fuck Me Eyes. Picture of you in a bikini. Picture of you in another bikini. Wow. But no one's liked my body for the last two years. Yeah, that was the last time. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I got to post some thirst traps. Yeah. I've been working on my thirst traps. Really? When I post them, they do poorly. It's not what people are looking for for me. (laughs) Um, This person, the moderator, his title is Allison Raskin Boy. Oh, that's nice. And then mine, my Gabby Dunn, old, my dead name, so Gabe Dunn doesn't exist. Maybe I'll make it before this comes out. The Gabby Dunn one was banned from Reddit. Really? Yeah. But there's plenty of nudes all over. Oh, there's- But is it because there were nudes that were supposed to be purchased and somebody leaked them? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Also, fun, is that there's like a subreddit for neon lighting, for portraits with neon lighting. Uh Uh-huh. I think specifically nudes with neon lighting. But somebody told me that my picture that Maggie West took of me naked with neon lighting is like the number five most liked picture on that whole subreddit. Huh. What a that's so nice. It's really nice. What an honor. I do not look like that anymore, but it is nice. Uh, wait, so nudity is allowed on? Oh Reddit? yeah. There's, oh yeah. There's Gone sex. Wild. There's porn. Oh Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Watch out. Um, so back to uh, SHC. Scientific investigations have attempted to analyze reported instances of SHC and have resulted in hypotheses regarding potential causes of mechanisms, including victim behavior and habits, alcohol consumption, and proximity to potential sources of ignition, as well as the behavior of fires that consume melted fats. 
Natural explanations, as well as unverified natural phenomena, have been proposed to explain reports of SHC. Current scientific consensus is that the purported SHC involve overlooked external sources of ignition. So nobody actually believes it. They just think it's external yeah. things. So people have caught on fire quickly yeah. without people noticing what made them catch on fire. Exactly. All right. Well, that, that's a little less scary of a world to live in, I guess. Wow, eight days ago, someone posted 44 hot pictures of Allison Raskin, which will make you feel arousing. Oh. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> so Let me see them. So that's pretty recent. Let me, 44 days ago? That's so eight nice. Eight days ago. Eight, eight days? Oh, yeah. 44 pictures. Eight days ago, and it's 44 pictures. Some of the pictures around this picture are porn. Are, oh, no. Wait, is it? Oh. Not porn of you. Okay. Just normal pictures of you. Wow, send me that. Allison. Is this on? Is this on Reddit? No, it's like the link is on Reddit, but the pictures are Someone on another this, website. I feel so flattered. <laughs> I'd love to have that to share with my family. Anyway, not with the porn. <laughs> oh my god, mine. I bet mine is just like Gabe is annoying or whatever. No. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you all about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. Right before I found out about this project, my mom made an offhand comment about wanting to write a memoir because she had such a wild childhood and there are all these things she's never really talked to us about. But asking someone to sit down and write a memoir is kind of daunting. So then I got her mylifeinabook.com and now she's getting prompts to answer on a weekly basis and it's a lot easier than just undertaking an entire memoir. I'm so excited to see what my mom does with mylifeinabook.com because she's someone who doesn't always feel comfortable just sharing about herself, but having these prompts and knowing that I really want to hear her answers is going to inspire her to probably share more with me about her life and her upbringing than I've ever been shared with before. So I'm so excited for that. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code just between us at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code just between us for 10% off today. Hi everyone, Allison here. Anyone who knows me well knows that I love to read. I am always looking for new books and that is why I am so excited that this episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and to promote the work of emerging authors. It was so fun for me to get to pick which book I wanted to read this month and have it shipped right to my door. Book of the Month makes it easy to decide which book to read next. Each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles. They pick some of the best 
new books for you to choose from. All the books are good, so you can't go wrong. Every aspect of the Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. They have a highly anticipated release at the beginning of each month. Books are delivered in this really adorable bright blue box. And there's a fun app to help you pick your book and track your reading process. They also offer great values on new release hardcover fiction. It's much cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free. And with a loyalty program, you get rewards and even lower prices the longer you stay as a member. My first book from Book of the Month was The Husbands by Holly Gramazio. I am tearing through this book. It is so fun. It's basically about this woman who one day comes home and there's a husband in her apartment and she's like, where did you come from? And then she figures out that every time her new husband goes into the attic, a new husband comes out and she's, she's like shuffling through all these different husbands from the attic trying to figure out which one is the best. It is right at my alley and I love it so much. So if you want to take part in book of the month and have a brand new book shipped right to your door every single month, go to bookofthemonth.com and get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That's $5 off with code PEDALS. I cannot recommend this enough. Can I read a relationship advice one? Yes. Okay, so this is a, a classic subreddit called relationship underscore advice. And the title is, my boyfriend, 29 male, thinks I'm 24 female, incapable of being broken up with. Wow. Uh, if only I was that, my life trajectory <laughs> would have been very different. But would you be happy? No. I, 24 female, had an interesting conversation last night with, with my boyfriend, 29 male, of five years. We were discussing the courage someone has to break up with their S.O. He told me that he thinks I'm incapable of this, and I'm also incapable of being broken up with. Now, I understand his point to an extent, because I've always been the person to fight for the relationship. He has been known to just break up with me over silly little arguments, but I've known him long enough to know it was said in the moment and he doesn't mean it. So that's why I don't agree when he wants to break up. I'm now a little offended by his comment because I feel like he thinks he can mess me about because he knows that I'll always be the one coming back. Ugh. Like he purposefully says he's breaking up with me because he knows what my reaction would be and he just wants that reaction out of me. Do you guys know what I mean? This is weird. This is very problematic what? on okay. a lot of levels. <laughs> what? That your boyfriend just keeps breaking up with you and then you just keep not accepting it? I have a friend who their partner was awful to them and then when they find when my friend finally called it called it quits they were like i didn't think you'd ever break up with me Ooh, really yeah 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 yeah, they had been trying to get them to no they just they just thought they could just be a a dick and then yes and just (gasps) yes do whatever and then they'd never actually get broken up with yes oh wow i dated someone in college who i would break up and get back together with all the time and the final time i said I'm breaking up with you. I'm never going to talk to you again. And he said, yeah, right. And I hung up and I never spoke to him again. That's awesome. There are people that really are like, I think they really feel, they really get real comfortable treating Mm -hmm. you a certain way. Yep. And they think, oh, okay. And then they're shocked when you end it. Shocked. Right. I don't know if anyone's 
ever been that shocked when I ended it. Maybe, maybe. I don't have a memory. Um, but it, it that's, is. That's another fun fact. <laughs> that's another yeah. fun fact. Someone wrote, quote, he has been known to just break up with me over silly little arguments. No. Next time he does this, just agree and walk away. Absolutely. He's definitely trying to manipulate you mm-hmm. and make you feel bad during slash after an argument. Yes. He's found your button and intends on pressing it until he finds another. Yes. It's a common tactic among abusers or yes. narcissists. They pretend to break up with their SO just to make them panic and often stop arguing in hopes to trigger a I need to fix this mentality. Mm-hmm. It's manipulative and shitty. Yep. I think this has, if I'm reading this right, I think this comment has 415 upvotes. Yeah, because they're right. Where do you see that? Which seems more than what the original Wait, no. post has. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. But look, it says it right here. Yeah, 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 that's true. How can it have more than the post because itself? It could be a lot of people just hate this, so they're downvoting it. They hate oh. that the way the person's being treated. And so this per- and so more people have upvoted it because they're like, hey, like this is good information. Also, like, why would you upvote this, you know? Well, uh, well, that's something that you were trying to explain to me is that it's not doesn't necessarily mean you approve of it. It's that you want people to talk about it. No, not talk about it, but like this is like a good discussion. And so a lot of people may not feel like this is just a good discussion. Yeah. Especially since it's in a relationship advice subreddit. Mm, so you're mm. saying like, hey, you're kind of giving the person the the information that it's not good uh-huh. by giving it a town vote. No, you don't. Or just Engaging only ninety. With- yeah, only ninety two people either upvoted it because like when you upvote something, if you downvote it, then it takes away from it. So it just m- m- might mean that just ninety two people upvoted it, or people just didn't upvote it at all. But then went to the comments, and then went to yeah. the Still comments and saw it. this. Yeah, and saw that, like that this person had a good like point of view on it so they a lot of people upvoted this. right okay so that's interesting because it's like i want to engage with this but mm-hmm. i don't want to support necessarily what it's saying right. right okay I have a very great follow-up. Yeah. Which is a, from Hobby Drama. Hobby Drama! Which is quickly <laughs> becoming our favorite subreddit. Okay, so I don't understand how this is formatted. What's a parenthesis that's that's shaped like um, half of a square? That's still a parenthesis? A bracket? A bracket. Okay, so in brackets, <laughs> in brackets, it says knitting slash yarn dying oh, the knitting community is is a lot of drama there's so much drama especially drama. on not just reddit but tiktok too but okay but so this is maybe just like giving it a like a, a, a like a description because uh-huh. then it says in brackets knitting slash yarn dying and then the rest of the title says I am the evil bitch. Yes. So, <laughs> so since it's hobby drama, like this is from the knitting yarn like a, community, and then this, and then the title title is "I'm the evil bitch." So it's letting you know that the hobby is knitting, knitting yarn. Nar- oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. And then why does it say medium in a red button? So uh, you you can click on that and you can see what the meaning of it is, or you can go to other ones. But that is something that. It's a tag, and so let's see what the tags are for this community. But but it says medium. I know. The, and but so, medium is the tag? So Yes, medium yeah, is yeah. the tag. 
So if you go on like to what the, level of drama it is. Yes. Oh, it's what level of drama? Yeah. And so oh. this is what they've created as like in this subreddit, they've created different things that are filtered. So this is medium drama. And did the poster pick that their drama yes. was medium? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So we might read it and think actually this is high drama yeah. or low drama. Okay. Right. We'll, yes. we'll decide. And, and also depending on how it's, how people monitor, how the, the creators of it monitor it or the uh, moderators, they might go in and change it as well. Oh, okay. A lot of power if you run your subreddit. Yeah. That's why people do it. I get it. I want some local (laughs) power. Okay. (laughs) So the poster writes, this is very local hobby drama, so I apologize, but I find it incredibly entertaining. In my city in the mid-2000s, what would you call that? Like 2005? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if mid-2000s meant I'm not 2,500. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Y'all will be dead. I'll still yeah. be alive. Mm, I know. Okay. <laughs> In my city of the mid-2000s, there were two local yarn stores, LYS, benefiting from the knitting boom and the conspicuous consumption that came with it. There was also a local yarn dyer. The dyer would open her studio occasionally, and people could buy yarn directly from her. Okay. I was there with my friend Marie, who picked up a skein of yarn. Oh, now we go into sort of a com- like a little conversation as if we were in a play. Okay. Marie, this color is perfect for me. Dyer, it was custom dyed for a local store. I was selling on consignment there. However, I am no longer doing business with them. It's called, you'll never dance on my grave, you (laughs) evil bitch. (laughs) Marie, putting the pieces together, hi, I'm the evil bitch. (laughs) Kate was the owner of the LYS in question. She had a history of treating people poorly at her store, particularly people who they didn't think would spend money. She insulted crocheters buying yarn at her store scrapbookers at the store next door, anyone who ever shopped at the big box craft store, and anyone who wasn't in their in-group. Wow. Wow, people need to get a life. <laughs> this, this is, is their, their life. life. Right. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> people need to leave with kindness. <laughs> One new knitter I knew left the store crying. Oh, my God. I attended a – can you imagine just going into a knitting store and ending, leaving it I crying? Can, I <laughs> can because of how much shit they keep up on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. What is – is it just just the pettiest of people? But my mother is a, knit, a huge knitter in a knitting group, and they're all so lovely and supportive towards each other. Well, well, they've fostered a supportive community. They really have. There's just These are just some bad apples, you guys. You're right. I attended a knitting group there several times, and no one talked to me at all. <laughs> this is so sad. I tried to join the conversation, but was shut down. I ended up starting my own welcoming group after that experience where I met Marie. Over time, this poor treatment continued, and we had mostly stopped patronizing the store. Okay. Around this time, Kate accidentally sent an email to her customers. It was intended for a group of yarn oh. store owners. In it, she outlined how she viewed other LYS and knitting shows as competition to the detriment of her customers. She would sell them the yarn she had rather than what the customer wanted. She stated that most LYS view each other as competition. Do you actually help out the shops in your area or do you keep the customers? 
She also talked about someone who started a store in another city an hour away from hers who didn't have much overlap in customers or yarn offerings. Someone I taught to knit came into my shop every week for months. I found out she was opening a store when I got in line at Sample It right behind her at the store. She at least had the grace to look embarrassed, and she stopped using my phraseology in her own store now that she's opened a brick and mortar. But you can imagine my bitterness. What? That's my new catchphrase. But you, you can, can imagine, imagine my bitterness. bitterness. <laughs> Title of the episode. Marie responded to the email saying, I'll be watching for your closing sale so I can come dance <laughs> on your grave. <laughs> she was a little bit extra. Kate replied, You'll never dance on my grave, you evil bitch. And then Kate approached the dyer and requested a yarn in bright neons, Marie's signature colors, and called it, You'll never dance on my grave, you evil bitch. (laughs) The dyer have her yarn on consignment. Kate did not pay her for yarn she had sold. So the dyer repossessed the yarn. Wow. Marie and I both bought some of it and shared our side of the story. (gasps) This is unbelievable. At this point in time, the LYSs were crucial in bringing people to the knitting community and generating interest, thus funneling money into all the stores in the area. Oh, wow. Someone would learn to knit at one store, but would often visit so the stores in the area as they had different yarns. Sure. The yarn store began to lose yarn brands. We believe that she wasn't paying them either. She did close about five years later, but did not have a closing sale, so there was no dancing on her grave. (laughs) I was not happy to see this store close, but I didn't feel bad either. And I have neon socks made from yarn, named after my friend's beef with a yarn store. (laughs) No one asked, but here's the yarn tax. Oh, and then it's a picture of the socks. Oh my gosh. That's wild. So so her friend, wow, initiate wow. That so, must have been thrilling to find the yarn that she had unintentionally been mm-hmm. named, named after. after. Yeah. Yeah. So someone wrote, Why are so many niche store owners awful? And then someone said a lot of niche hobbyists are horrible. Someone was like talking about drama with aquariums. And then they said, uh, I got into aquariums. In the past two years, so thank goodness it was after this shift in aquarium (laughs) vibes. What? But then this person said, the yarn store near us finally closed because the owner was too nice. My wife would try to buy stuff and he would just give it to her. Oh my God. That's like your mom's friends. Well, they're not selling. But they're just very nice knitters. They're very nice. But I do, they, they have a teacher who does charge them. Really? Yeah, they have like a little knitting group and then the teacher goes and and then when they have problems, the teacher will help them fix the problem or show them a new thing and then they all go and they knit together for like an hour or two and it's, I mean, it's been a real highlight of her life. Yeah, that sounds like lovely. That sounds lovely and I'm glad that this person is also, you know, making Making money money to help people because, you know, sometimes people get taken advantage of. Right. No, I think it's really wonderful. Mm -hmm. This Um, says, hobby store owner, I want to give you a discount because we're friends versus hobby store customer. I want to pay full price to support you because we're friends. Fight. It's like your mom's (laughs) teacher. Yeah. I think also like um, 
it'll be very cute because my mom will like be struggling with something she's making and she'll be like, oh, I just have to bring this to Stephanie. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. I take it to Steph. And then when they all complete like a, a like when they complete a project, they take a photo and they send it in the group text and then everyone says nice things about it. Oh, I love that. It's like the sense of community I've always longed for. Wow. But I need to learn how to knit and I need to enter my 60s. I'm not bad. You know what I'm pretty okay at? What? Scrapbooking? I don't understand what that is. Um, I you get a you get a scrapbook and then you get photos and you kind of cut them up and you mm-hmm. put little little picture like captions and like you put things that are matching like um stickers and stuff and you try to give it like the page like a vibe or like a theme. A little pizzazz. Yeah, make it a little get a little pizzazz. I made one as a gift for someone, and then I was like, wow, I'm a Michael's preferred member now mm. Ooh. because I bought so much stuff. It, stickers are, have a chokehold on me. Stickers are very expensive. And I want – like I see ones that are like, oh, my God, this is like a puffy sticker that is of a, of a Frappuccino, and it has like real glitter inside of it. I must have it. exactly (laughs) I also found this great uh, subreddit that I'm sure you both know about which is just r slash confession yep and it it seems to be a wide range of confessions Mm -hmm. and the one I'd like to share to start with said I'm a server and I take my own surveys on our tabletop tablets yes this is praxis what's that it's just like it's it's like um, leftist ideology. It's like yes, this is good. This okay, is- yes, she's the the person said I work at a corporate restaurant and we have these little tablets that sit on our tables. We're supposed to ask for people to take surveys on them to get more shifts, and I never do. I just catch it before it goes out and take it myself. I'm one of the top rated servers. Nobody knows. Yes. So practice <laughs> is like taking action against like capitalism and stuff, and I love this. Um, I will say that if a server gives me the tabletop tablet, I always say, they say, what was the best part? And I always say the service and I always say a server was great. Mm-hmm. That's what I always do. But other people probably, uh, it's a gamble, it's a gamble. You don't know if they're going to say anything nice. So I say, yeah, do yeah, it. I think it's Agreed. smart because they should have a, the, you know, that's a clear loophole. Yeah. If they don't want you to do that, that's on them. Um, this is great. Should I ask my sister if this is uh, bad or good? I think it's good. I think it's good, too. Unless, Unless you're, like, you a suck. horrible server. Well, we don't know. She could That's be. That's true. She could be a horrible server. So this is interesting. I pulled another one from Confession that was titled, I stole something and I can't stop thinking about it, but it has since been deleted. Oh. Oh, it's gone now? So what do you think happened? The person didn't like, like, they got overwhelmed by the engagement? Does it? Who, who does it say it was deleted by? Them or by the moderator? It just says deleted. Hmm. And it had it had over 300 comments. So it was probably deleted by them. I would use some context clues and you can probably figure it out. I don't understand. Whoa, okay. So by this them, person, who's them? The, the, the writer? writer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, listen yeah, to this. Yeah, it says, sorry, this per this. See, that's why I don't like doing it on the desktop because you can see more on the, I mean, on the phone, you can see more on the desktop. Uh, it says, sorry, this post was deleted by the person who originally posted it. Does that happen a lot? It yeah, depends. it depends yeah. on if it gets a lot of traction. People don't like that. Yeah, or people like disagree with them. Okay. And also if you get too many downvotes, like you get privileges taken away mm-hmm. and stuff. What do you mean? Right? Like you don't want to get downvoted into oblivion. Yeah. 
What what kind of privileges would be taken posting, away? Posting. You probably. can't post. Yeah. Because people just didn't like what you posted. Or you're just posting just things that are are irrelevant or too much mm-hmm. or whatever. But this did have 508 upvotes. Okay, here's what this person wrote. Burning my room down said, I agree you should take this as a learning opportunity, but I understand if the guilt is too much to be able to move on. I don't advise paying the business back without finding a way to do so anonymously. There is an organization called Unsteal that will anonymously forward money to the business you shoplifted from to pay them back. I've never used it, but the founder CEO is a kleptomaniac who wanted to find a way for people to unload the guilt after petty theft. If you can't pay it back now, you can always do it in the future. Unsteal.org. Oh, that's wild. We help you make amends today. Wow. That's amazing. I I support that for small businesses. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if people do it for big businesses. Because the big businesses, they kind of, they put it in their budget that people are going to steal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I, as a former shoplifter. I recently went to a restaurant and at the bottom of their little chopstick holders, it says, this was stolen from. The name of the restaurant. And honestly, that people. makes it cooler. Yeah, they know people are still. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying it as like it's supposed to put people off from no, stealing. No, no, no. I think I it's it encourages you because if why else would you steal it? And then it says this was stolen from. I stole a cup. Okay, one time I went to a, a, a bar and the bar, it's now closed. It was called Good Luck Bar in L.A. And they had the most racist cups. Like they had these ceramic cups that were literally like Asian stereotype cups. Because it was like a tiki bar. And I just, every time I would go, I'd be like, I cannot get over these cups. And I have a friend, Andrew T, who does a podcast called Yo's This Racist. Mm -hmm. And he's Chinese. And I was like, I'm going to bring you a present. And he was like, I can't wait to see what this is. And I stole one of the cups from Good Luck Bar and I brought it to him. And he was like, this is amazing. I love this. Like, he was like, this is our mascot now. For, wow. Like, and he, and uh, I was like, are these cups so racist? And he was like, yes, they are. And I was like, I had to steal one and bring it to you in order to, I don't know, make this right. I'm not sure. <laughs> Teach them a lesson. Unclear. Wow. I've never um, intentionally stolen. What? Yeah. Ever? I don't think. I mean, are you kidding me? I would immediately walk back in and be like, I stole from you. At, a, <laughs> at an award show, uh-huh. they had shot glasses from Jersey Mike's because they think they were sponsored by Jersey Mike's. And I put I put one in my purse. They probably wanted you to take them. I, I don't think so. But I took it from the bar and I was like, I got to have a Jersey Mike shot glass. Oh, wow. And I just put it in my purse. <laughs> We've lived different lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I want to do an, another relationship one because this is one of our favorites. Relationship underscore advice. Yeah. This is a spicy one. My 45 male wife, 40 female, okay. cheated on me one time with a coworker who was also married. Gasp. Should I contact the wife of the other cheater? Ooh, mama mia. Right. Two months ago, I found out my wife of 20 years cheated on me at an event with a coworker. I chose to stay and am working to repair the relationship. The wife of the other person involved also knows, and I feel the urge to contact her. I'm not sure what I have to gain, if anything, but if there is one person in the world that I feel for, it's her. I just want to talk as she understands the situation better than anyone ever could. Perhaps we could support each other. I know this is going behind my wife's back as it would be without her knowledge. Can anyone offer any advice to help me with the decision? Has anyone done what I'm thinking of doing? 
I have a friend that went through this and they contacted the other person's partner and the partner said, why are you messaging me? Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. I oh. think, okay, I thought it was going to be to tell them that they cheated. So, but now I feel like, okay, I feel like if you're, if you guys were leaving your partners, if you were both breaking up with your partners, then I could see wanting to come together and talk and like, and like support each other. But since you're both deciding to stay with mm -hmm. your partners, it's inappropriate. Yep. You can't reach out to each other. You, and also like you are creating a version of this person in your mind that like Melissa said, could just be like, I don't want to talk to you. Yep. Like you've invented already a sort of relationship with this person that doesn't exist. You got, you got to just not, you can't. And now, and now you're doing something behind her back. Like, no, you, you, you got to leave this person alone. Yeah. Because then you're just continuing, like not being moving on from it because you're creating more secrets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think you're looking at this person as some sort of like safety net or something, but you, you just can't, it's not that person's job to then also be emotionally supporting you during this time. I think it is just so fascinating that like uh, this one in particular to me feels like this person like really didn't know what to do. And then they like went to Reddit for advice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they yeah. even said, they even like commented, thank you for the reality check people. My life has been turned upside down and I'm struggling to make sense of it. I have no clarity of the situation or decisions I make. Thank you for the advice. It's helped. Yeah. And it's like, I just think that's like kind of lovely. Yeah. Like this person just yeah. like, yeah. you know, didn't maybe have anyone in their life to ask, even though I guess they are in therapy, but like, it's just like wild. Mm -hmm. And then people take the time to like say all these mm -hmm. thoughtful responses. It's lovely. I like this reply. Sometimes when spouse of a cheater decides to stay with them because of kids, house, finances, many reasons, they're trying to live with it within the couple. When someone else reaches out and makes it clear they know, the spouse may feel humiliated. She does not deserve it. Maybe it's better to leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, now's the time of the episode where we play Reddit or Not, where we try to stump Reddit by coming up with something that's never been on Reddit before. I believe it is my turn or your turn, it's Melissa. My turn. Oh, Melissa, okay. great. I didn't have anything, so this is good. Okay. So I just did something that disgusted Allison. Yeah. But it's really painful if I don't do it. Okay, do it again. <laughs> okay. Oh, cracking your your knuckles. My toe knuckles. Your toe though. knuckles. What's your what's your submission? Well, it's gonna be about my toe popping. <laughs> okay. What about it? Um just people that experience painful toe popping. Give it a search. I thought the whole thing was like other people were supposed to look. Painful? Mm -hmm. Painful toe, toe popping. popping. Okay, I can I can try. Is it okay. painful for you? It is. That's why I had to do it. Oh, it hurts if you if don't If I don't do it. do it. Oh. Toe popping hurts. <gasps> but the but, but mine is the more, toes, it mine is more like it doesn't hurt if I yeah. do it. But I, I mean, I know that's what I said. Yeah, I think this counts. Toe popping hurts. Ten years ago, someone said, "I know, I know, I need to make an appointment, but I would like to get an idea about what's going on with my foot." Uh, my big toe has begun to hurt in the joint area. Oh no! Ew! Oh my god! You got to stop. When I ran out, and okay, and my my big toe won't stop popping. Every time I step, I hear a pop. The pain is lingering after a run too. Wait, why do you not like that, Allison? Hearing the sound of her popping her toes. I don't like hearing the sound of anyone popping anything. 
Why? What about if I clap these cheeks? Hell yeah. (laughs) Make it rain. Make it rain. Make it rain. Oh, and then this is this is a video. No, 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 no. So no, we can't watch no. a video, but everyone can pop around me. <laughs> That's not fair. My, my, my toes are encased in a sock. No, look, watch this video. No. <laughs> Just kidding. No one wants to see that. Well, no, this one's even exactly what you said. Pain that subsides when I crack my toes like knuckles. It kind of feels like a pulling, like a very taut yep. muscle under my toe. That's but it exactly. gets better when I crack yep. my toes. That's exactly what it is. So you lost. Yep. No, you had Except to for until you yeah, you had put to that see that video and nope, I had to hear nope, the pop. Nope. Okay, well, we'll be back on Wednesday with a brand new, to- like full episode, and then uh, we're here every Monday doing too long. Did read it. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Just between us is a Forever Dog production, hosted by me, Allison Raskin, and me, Gabe Dunn. Produced by Melissa Diamond Monts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Brendan Burns composed our killer theme music. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Also, you can follow this podcast at Just Between Us Pod on TikTok and at JBU Podcast on Instagram. Also, I'm on Instagram now at Gabe S. Dunn. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Raskin. And on TikTok at, at Allison Raskin Baby. And I'm on TikTok as Dabby Gun. So branding's going really well over here. Yeah, good luck finding us. Forever. Dog.